breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news this morning, all lanes of southbound Mopac shut down right now after a rollover crash on the highway. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. We have KXAN's Blake Devine joining us live from the scene. Blake, what are you seeing out there? Good morning, Sally and Tom. We're here near North Burnett, where the southbound lanes of Mopac are currently closed off to cars. And as you can see from the frame behind me, you can kind of see there's several Austin police officers here on scene helping close off the road. Right now, it's quiet as can be because it's only 430 in the morning, but that could change as a lot more people head to downtown Austin on their early morning commutes. Now, here's what we know. Austin Travis County EMS said the southbound lanes are closed, and according to EMS, the single vehicle crash happened on Mopac just north of Highway 183 at the intersection around 1.50 a.m. this morning. One adult was taken to the hospital with critical life-threatening injuries. That adult was the only patient, according to EMS, and drivers should expect the southbound lanes closed and choose other routes. And one witness told KXAN they saw the driver flip over the median. The car is actually about 500 feet down the road before our visibility, but we have some visual assets to go along with that. But we're going we're gonna to continue to keep you updated this morning on how this affects traffic. Erica, back. Yeah, thank you so much, Blake. You know, we don't know exactly how long southbound Mopac is going to be closed. We're working on getting a timeline for you, but oftentimes what happens when there's a major crash like this, and it is still dark outside, investigators have to wait till they get some sunlight to do a proper investigation. So keep this in mind this morning as you start to plan. If you typically take southbound Mopac through that domain corridor, approaching Highway 183 on to downtown Austin, this is going to be a big issue for southbound Mopac. So for right now, while it is very early and it is very quiet as far as traffic is concerned, I have no problem recommending following their alternate routes onto the service road. However, once we get into that morning rush hour, we're going to be talking about much bigger alternate routes, so something you want to be monitoring along with us this morning. You know what? That's not the only major crash that I'm watching right now. There are multiple lanes blocked actually on southbound 35 right near Wells Branch Parkway because of a major crash there. This is a live look. What you can see is that the TxDOT camera is a little bit wet. It was sprinkling on my drive-in, and as far as we know, Kristen, it's going to be wet for the rest of the morning, right? Right, it'll be a light drizzle to start. It's the evening commute home where we start to talk beefier showers. Let me show you what's going on on radar. It's going to be hard for radar to, to pick up what's happening right now because it's so light in intensity, but you can see some of the showers already starting to approach the hill country. It is cold front day, so big changes expected in your weather from start to finish today. It's going to be a totally different ball game. So you'll notice our Lady Berdonza Flower Center camera there in South Austin just shows cloud cover. Every once in a while we see a tiny raindrop, but nothing too significant yet. 71 degrees. That's important because these 60s and 70s right now are about our high temperatures for the day. Once that cold front gets in here later this morning, we're done with the warm up. Temperatures nosedive into the later part of today. So yes, technically it's warmer right now, but don't get too comfortable. Later today, we're expecting temperatures to be in the 50s and 60s. We've got widespread rain expected later this afternoon into this evening. Gusty winds. It's going to feel a whole lot more like fall. Dare we even say winter at times later today. More on the change expected over the next 24 hours coming up. 
Thank you, Kristen. This morning, we're breaking down some of the key takeaways from the third GOP presidential primary debate. Coming up this morning on the Today Show, NBC News, Hallie Jackson has a recap of the debate in Florida, including clashes between former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, plus how the candidates sparred over abortion legislation in the wake of Tuesday's election defeats pegged to the issue. So the biggest question heading into this debate night was, is anything going to change the dynamic here? Would anything in this arena change the way that Donald Trump has a very firm grip on the Republican nomination, at least based on where polls are right now in the key states of Iowa, New Hampshire? That jury is still out. I think we'll know more once we start to see polling. But what we do know is that the candidates look to draw some real contrast here on issues of foreign policy. But at times, things got personal, with Vivek Ramaswamy specifically going after former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, who went right back after him in a couple of key moments here. At one point, she even called him scum after he referenced her adult daughter on stage there. You also saw candidates trying to explain how they would lead the party in a different way than former President Trump, but he really bookended the debate. The majority of this debate was involving issues like foreign policy as well as the fight to protect abortion access. Republicans commenting on what we've seen in the last couple of days here with those election results showing that that issue powered Democrats to wins in some key states like Kentucky, Ohio, and Virginia. Lots to talk about here as the campaign continues just a couple of months now until Iowa. Thank you, Hallie. Back here in Austin, the state's testimony is going to continue today in the murder trial of Caitlin Armstrong. She is accused of shooting and killing pro cyclist Mo Wilson last year. Yesterday, a homicide detective shared Armstrong's online records in the days after the murder. They said that they included flight itineraries, internet searches for plastic surgery, and the case itself. Two of Armstrong's friends also testified that they contacted the Austin Police Department, and that is after they learned that detectives were investigating Wilson's death as a homicide. They say Armstrong previously told them she wanted to kill Wilson because of her connection to Armstrong's former boyfriend, Colin Strickland, but they thought she wasn't serious. Testimony continues today with a witness list that is almost 10 pages long. Just a big heads up, parents, for you this morning. If you have little ones that go to Hemphill Elementary School, they will not return to class today, as school leaders had hoped. Uh, this after mold was found inside 13 of the classrooms earlier this month. ACISD officials tell us Monday could be the earliest that the students could get back into the classroom. Now, today was the initial target date for students to get back in. Now the mold is gone, but staff is still working on plumbing and moving furniture back to nearly every classroom on campus. The district says it will continue to offer meal services for students who need it. All the lights have been checked. The music is ready for the annual holiday light show at Mozart's Coffee. Look at that. The first show starts tonight at 6. This year people can expect a little dance floor to go along with it. I come here every year and it's always like really pretty to see. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Tickets for the show are on sale online right now, but there will be free nights for veterans. The entire show runs through January the 6th. Coming up, a fiery explosion at a chemical plant in Houston. Amazing video and pictures coming up, forcing evacuations throughout the day. The latest from Sound Resource Solutions coming up. And new approaches being taken as we look at a program trying to keep Central Texas teens out of prison. 
Good morning. A heads up big traffic alert southbound Mopac completely shut down right near the intersection of Highway 183. You're looking there live right now after a rollover crash early this morning. Plan accordingly for these serious delays on your southbound Mopac commute. Erica, thank you. A shelter in place has been lifted after that fiery, smoky explosion at a chemical plant yesterday near Houston in the city of Shepherd. The situation at the Sound Resource Solutions plant forced some people in that area to be evacuated. Officials monitored the air, didn't detect any chemicals. Investigators say it appears that a forklift and leaking container caused that explosion. County leaders say 19 employees were at the plant when it happened. One employee went to the hospital and is expected to be okay. Let's go in depth here because Texas is no stranger to chemical emergencies. According to data compiled by the Coalition to Prevent Chemical Disasters, a group of environmental justice organizations, Texas has had more this year than any other state. And on its website, it maps out what happened and where. And according to the site, there have been 40 different incidents this year, ranging from fires, explosions to malfunctions and even lines rupturing. Still ahead when a self-driving trucking route could become reality in Central Texas, as we could soon see 18-wheelers without a driver. Good morning, the UT women's basketball team made their regular season debut last night against Southern at the Moody Center. We've got the action for you later in sports. Keep it in. Good morning. 4.45 is your time. We have a live look outside from our Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center to give you an idea of what your day's looking like on this Thursday. Kristen says make sure you get the rain gear out as well, and she's going to look at the temperatures for you throughout the day and get you ready for your weekend. Let's go to State Highway 130, though, not too far from that camera because it's about to be home to a first-of-its-kind advanced and self-driving trucking corridor. KXN's Jayla Washington tells us when this might become reality. Hey, well, imagine you are out here driving on this busy corridor. You look over and you see one of those big semis with no driver. It's not the case quite yet, but it could become a reality sooner rather than later. The roadways are dangerous. A lot of uncertainty out there. Tyler Duvall is the co-founder of Cabnew, a company creating smart roads, and it just launched a new partnership with TxDOT to make the state's roads safer, describing it as a first-of-its-kind advanced and self-driving trucking corridor. What does that mean? What we're trying to do is effectively work with TxDOT so that TxDOT understands the way these vehicles are operating and that we can then provide information directly to those vehicles that's more than they can they have today. In simple terms, Duvall says they'll be installing smart technology on roads to track flow of traffic here on SH-130 between SH-71 and SH-45. And using AI, they'll analyze what's happening and give that data to TxDOT. There will be some testing done of, you know, level four trucks. Those are trucks that don't require a driver, but would presumably have a safety driver. I think it's more evolutionary than revolutionary. Um, it's a tremendous technology, but it's not going to change the industry overnight. Duvall says they are trying to be as transparent as possible. Knowing some are on edge with self-driving cars already causing a lot of traffic problems. The roadways today were not designed for autonomous vehicles. TxDOT has decided we're going to get in the game. We're going to basically provide more support to ensure these operations can be done safely. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Thank you, Jayla. So Cavney says they already have a pilot project for this in Michigan that will go live in January, and they're hoping to have the project up and running here in Central Texas by mid next year. 
Well, KXAN's Friendsgiving Challenge is back for year three. Taking on Chief Meteorologist David Yeoman. How can you donate to the Central Texas Food Bank? You can go to that website there, kxan.com slash friendsgiving, or you can scan that QR code there. Even a little bit helps. The Central Texas Food Bank tells us actually $10 can feed a family for a full month there. So we're raising funds. They're going to be passing out the food ahead of Thanksgiving, so all of our neighbors have something to look forward to. It's really easy to point your phone at that QR code. Yeah. Just yes. do it right now while you're mm -hmm. listening to, you know, what the news and the forecast for sure i look forward to this conversation every morning because this is where i get the update on how we're doing i honestly because it's a weather day I haven't even checked. you haven't checked yet i haven't checked for check you. for me that means yeah. your head's in the right place yeah I, i'm like i got rain coming in on radar i got gusty winds i got good, cold temperatures good. to tell everybody about so let's jump into it the priority this morning is making sure that you guys know what's coming because we knew the cold front was on its way it drops this in, in colorado Here's the breakdown of how it all happened. This snow is now blanketing parts of central Colorado. It's the same system that's headed our way, same cold front, but we're not going to get the freezing cold. We're not going to get the cold snow, but we will get some impacts to the nice, warm, muggy, sunny weather we've been talking about for the last several days. That comes to an end today, and this cold front is going to have a punch. This morning, we're just tracking some very light sprinkles, some Drizzle. Radar is going to have a hard time picking up on the light stuff, but it's already showing me some better showers just outside of reach in the hill country moving in our direction. 71 degrees this morning. I'm going to tell you right now, this is about as mild as it'll be because this afternoon temperatures will get colder as we transition into back into the day and evening. I mean, you'll notice the 60s here. In fact, most areas to the north will probably get stuck in the 50s and the rain chances will grow through the day. So here's the latest time of when we expect the heaviest rain. Putting this into motion, you'll notice by 7, 8, 9 a.m., Hill Country starting to see a little bit more within those showers, while the Austin Metro is still seeing just fairly spotty rain. So the morning drive will be wet in spots, yes, but it won't be a total washout. Once we get into the lunchtime hour, rain chances grow, and they continue to spread out and gain strength here into the afternoon and evening. We've been telling you over the last couple of days that tonight's evening commute looks to be the wettest here. We're not talking severe weather and we're not talking widespread flooding issues either, but some ponding on the roadway, some poor drainage in spots that could certainly be possible between the next 24 to 48 hours in general about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch isolated pockets of more. The high resolution model won't pick up on those isolated pockets, but we certainly know that underneath some of those heavier showers, it is possible. Everybody will get the winds. Those winds coming in today are going to be out of the north, gusting 15 to 25 miles per hour. So you will know, I promise, when that cold front reaches your area, because the winds will go from nothing out of the south to something out of the north. Seven day forecast, 90% chance of of widespread rain today. Temperatures fall through the afternoon. Tomorrow, a chilly day, but trending drier. So that 30% is mainly for the morning. I'm still expecting cloudy skies for your Friday afternoon, but not quite as wet. Still going to be fighting winds in the chilly air. You'll notice this weekend some spotty rain. Temperatures stuck in the 60s will continue with those spottier showers for at least the first couple of days of next week before temperatures recover again, getting back to the 70s by the time we hit Wednesday.
Erica. All right, thank you so much, Kristen. So at 451, what we're focusing this morning on from the traffic standpoint is the fact that southbound Mopac is completely closed right near the intersection of Highway 183 after a single vehicle rollover crash. So if you take southbound Mopac passing the domain, this is at the domain. So the, it's early. We don't have traffic backed up all the way this far north, but this is absolutely going to be backed up if southbound Mopac stays closed for the duration of the morning rush hour. What we do not know is exactly how long southbound Mopac is going to be closed. So just want you to start planning accordingly. It's early enough. You can follow those service road reroutes that officials have set up for right now. But once we get closer to that morning rush hour, we're going to be starting talking about those bigger alternate routes like burn it over to Anderson and getting back onto Mopac and that sort of thing or staying on 35 this morning. It's probably going to be the better option. So we're going to watch that closely again. Southbound Mopac closed right there as you approach Highway 183. Sally. Thank you, Erica. Some health news this morning. The FDA has approved a drug called Zepbound. It's a new weight loss drug from drug maker Eli Lilly that was shown in clinical trials to help people lose weight up to 52 pounds in just 16 months. And it is the latest entrant into this field of powerful new drugs being used for weight loss that already includes Ozempic, Wegovy, and Manjaro. Having this new FDA approval of a second GLP-1 agonist on the market is humongous. Of course, you know, one of the conversations that we keep having is how incredibly expensive GLP-1 agonists are. So, of course, one of the most important things this is going to bring is drive competition to the market and hopefully bring down cost. The CDC says four in 10 adults have obesity in the United States. Doctors hope more drugs like ZetBound will help lower the significant cost to people in the future. Local community is in mourning this morning after a man died following a fire at an Austin High School orchestra concert last month. According to the GoFundMe setup, Sam Herrera died yesterday. Herrera was the husband of orchestra director Anne Maria Solis Herrera. That fire burned Herrera and two others outside Austin High School. Happened in the concert's concessions area. Austin fire investigators say an accidental flash fire from gasoline caused it. These are not bad kids. Um, these are kids who are in very difficult situations. Travis County is working to keep teenagers out of the criminal justice system and instead offer them help. KXN's Avery Travis spoke with the Travis County District Attorney to get an inside look at a new program leading young people to a better path. Hidden behind bustling businesses and chaotic streets in South Austin, there's a place where it's easy to slow down and listen. And to have a chance to really connect with each other, uh, healthy you know, ways to address conflict, healthy ways to communicate. It's the kind of work the Amala Foundation has been doing for nearly 20 years. And now more at-risk teenagers can participate as a part of the Travis County Transformation Project. It's an opportunity um, when you know families feel like they don't have any other choice but to involve law enforcement, that um, just knowing that the community is stepping up and really wanting to help. The DA's office says the most frequent offense driving young people into the criminal legal system is violence within the home. So instead of putting a teen in handcuffs and taking them to Travis County's juvenile detention center, Gardner Betts, law enforcement can instead offer a chance to head to a LifeWorks shelter to cool off. The teen and their family will also get access to services with the goal of getting to the root causes of the conflict. 
It can be the students don't have a mattress at home and they need a mattress. Or the family has some food insecurity that's been happening for some time and that's making the house more stressful. Deputies have repeatedly gone and interacted with this family. The hope is this will reduce responses or eliminate responses to that home altogether so that that family can heal. Avery Travis reporting for us. Now there are certain limitations for the safety. Minors are, are not eligible if the incident involves a gun or seriously or serious body harm. And for now, only 15 and 16 year olds are eligible for it. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Texas thought to have an impressive debut to their season last night against Southern University. Vic Schaefer, last year's Big 12 Coach of the Year, hoping to coach up his squad to another successful season. Rory Harmon gets the first bucket of the game and the season for the Longhorns, and they were off to the races after that. Shea Holly with the layup in transition to make it 12-4, and Texas wants to see this a lot right here. Good defense, then they get the steal, and then Amina Mahama gets the layup to go, plus the foul. It was 15-4 Texas after she made her free throw. Then Shaylee Gonzalez draining the jumper for Texas. They're in full control at this point in the game. They really like Madison Booker, the freshman right here. They love her court vision, and it's on full display right there. The lob to Amina Muhammad puts Texas up 32-9. Then Gisela Mall. The Cedar Park alum draining the three-pointer. That was one of three threes on the night for Maul. Taylor Jones, the senior, getting the rebound plus the putback and the foul. 45-13, Jones led all scores with 19 points. Texas up 30 at the half. Rory Harmon with the beautiful no-look pass to Madison Booker. And Texas rolls 80-35 over Southern. They've won 11 straight home openers. And they will take on Liberty Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock at the Moody Center. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Thanks, Jonathan. How city leaders are planning to help with one of the fastest growing industries in Austin, life sciences.